0: Hello guys, what is up? My name is Dylan. Welcome to the Popcorn Podcast. Welcome back, if you've been watching, listening recently. I hope everyone's had a splendid day. This is episode number 15, uh, in which we are going to be talking about the latest entry into the Hunger Games saga, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, I'm in a very excited and giddy mood. Why am I in a very excited and giddy mood? We have a brand new guest. Hello, Mrs. Brand New Guest. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: I'm Clara. I'm Clara. Hello everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hi, I'm a artist, animator and math teacher and I'm Donna's girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And then to the left, we have a man who needs no introduction. I am Panwa, I'm Dylan's boyfriend. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah. You've not been on the episode for approximately <laughs> one. <laughs> but uh, well, it's always a, it's yeah, always yeah. a welcome sight. Um, but yes, welcome Panwan, welcome Clara. First time on the podcast. Some of you might already know if you follow me on social media, but Clara is the wonderful creative mind behind many of the episodes artwork so far which you can check out over on social media at the popcorn podcast so just to sort of kick things off for the both of you what do we think about the hunger games in in general are you guys fans of the films did you read the books clorix since you're the new episode new episode new guest why don't you kick this one off
1: um so i've read all the books other than actually the ballad of songbirds and snakes um watched all the films when they came out in the cinema. Um, actually went for my birthday when I was like (laughs) twelve. Um but yeah, no, I've I was a massive fan of the first film, first book. Um then they I thought they sort of trailed off towards the end. The second book was fine. I didn't particularly like the last two books. I hated the last two films. Um yeah.
0: Wow. Interesting. (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of in a similar boat to you. I mean I wrote I've read the first book when I was a kid. Um, but don't don't really remember much of it. And with regards to the films I feel like I really enjoyed the first two and the last two the Mockingjay films were just I've only seen them one time But like they didn't really impress me and I they never really gripped me at all um, Yourself Panwa
2: um, for anyone who's seen the wonderful masterpiece the Green Hornet with Seth Rogen movie, <laughs> um, One of the great lines in that movie is I don't read shit, but when they adapt it into a movie I'll see the shit out of it. Un- However this was like the only exception. I actually read those books.
0: Thank Cat- you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes,
2: oh. yeah, yeah. And I don't even read my own scripts. So uh, Catching <laughs> Fire was my favorite book. It was my favorite film. And um, I think the first one was fun, but it wasn't as well directed as the, uh, the Francis Lawrence ones. I think he brought a, definitely a level of gravitas and weight um, to, to the franchise. And then actually, I, I agree with you. I think the last two, um, they really kind of started to trail off. I think they didn't yeah. need to be two parts. One, you know, long, like two and a half, three hour long film would have been enough. And they just started getting really depressing and very low on, like, the action, the fun of yes. the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Got way too political and, and way too kind of, like, smart for its own good. I, think. I
1: really disagree, though, that the second one was where it got good. Already? Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> already? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the first one was a lot better at capturing the, like, grittiness of the districts and the, like, smoothness of the capital and setting everything up. I felt like... All, this, all the second one really did was bring a sort of Hollywood gloss to it all. So which I like I the Hollywood gloss. Yeah, 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 yeah. think lost the real heart of what me, The Hunger Games What's was meant cool about, about
2: um, the, the second film was that the idea of the quarter quell where they would actually have all the, the all-stars the, the tri- of the, the tri- all the victors. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Thought, like, what, what better could it... Like, that that on paper would be the best Hunger Games because you yes. get the, the best of all yeah, of them. Yeah, whereas know?
1: I felt like that was almost a bit lazy. I was like, well, I've done The Hunger Games. Like... To make Katniss a mentor, like do something interesting, Mm, 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 like bring in another girl or boy that she has to like mentor and protect. And what is that relationship going to be like? Are they going to die? Are they not going to die? How is she going to handle the politics of the capital? You'd have another Hunger Games, but why just put her back in the Hunger Games? You've done that story. But
0: isn't that to do with the... That's the the book, book. yeah. No, no, sure, that
1: is the book. But like, for me, it wasn't about the like... Clara, which was your favourite movie, movie? The first one. First one. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I
0: mean, I'm kind of in the middle of the, of the pair of you. I think the first one is sort of the best one. I think in terms of sort of what it was able to kind of depict with regards to um, like violence and like brutality and how it sort of pushed the boundaries of that in a sort of rated 12 film was like really great and like like sort of a young adult film that was really great the second film I really enjoyed as well but it's a completely different it has a completely different sort of DNA almost in terms of filmmaking than the first it is a classic case of you know a sequel with a bigger budget trying to go bigger and better and then sort of go on
1: no I was just gonna ask you a question because you like specifically said a 12 rated film do you feel like there is something a little bit
2: not twelve about these movies. Not twelve. About these movies. Yes, that's like so dark.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think the concept
0: behind it is kids get blown up yeah. in the last
2: one. Look, I
1: think it's so messed up. Yeah, because I was just I was just thinking about this because I work in a cinema as well and I was literally turning away fourteen year olds from seeing Air. Yeah. Um. And yet, I would let ten-year-olds in with their parents to go see Hunger Games. To go see Hunger Games. Like, that's crazy. How messed up is that? Yeah. That yeah. this like narrative of violence is so like. And I'm not saying it's going to make kids into like serial killers or anything. But it's almost like desensitizing the younger generation to what is genuinely awful. Yeah. And I think, especially like looking at what's going on in the world in the moment, that people are just like, oh yeah, that's just life, though, because they yeah. like are exposed to it from like the. Age I of 10 rewatched
2: now. Mockingjay Part Two yesterday. There are literally hospital bombings, kids getting killed. Yeah. yeah. Like people getting tossed into like hot oil and boiled alive and like explode. Like it, it's so dark and it's so depressing. Yeah. And actually, just to go on what you said as well, the way Francis Lawrence depicts it, if you've seen Red Sparrow, you know that this guy's like what well, we talked about Martin Scorsese last time. The way he portrays violence is very actually kind of like I mean, he's just going to show it. There's no cutting around it. There's no quick cuts or camera whip pans or anything. Unlike the first one directed by Gary Ross, I believe. That was directed more like a traditional young adult movie. Whereas when Francis Lawrence came along, he dare I say he took it more seriously. He took the material more seriously and showed the violence and showed all the horror of it. Like he showed it. Like he did not shy away from it at all. And I think that's what I liked about the movies, but also what made Jays part one and two way too depressing. Mm. Um, right. as, as like as movies
0: that's interesting because i almost feel like i mean the first one for me is the most sort of brutal visceral really? experience for, in my yeah. opinion ob- mm. because i mean all of them have a rated well in the uk a rated 12 film yep. so i think like obviously if you're to- talking in terms of like how a studio takes a mat- material obviously it's had like a cult following beforehand and in order to capital- capitalize on that They need, I mean, they've given it a 12 rating to make it more sort of accessible to sell more tickets. And I think the, who directed the first one? Gary Gary Ross. Gary Ross, yeah. I think what he was doing was really sort of, like, pushing what you could show with, in, it. with yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. There is blood and and whatnot, but, like, the cornucopia sequence... The, it's the, very the bus, brutal. It's very... Exactly.
2: But one of the things you'll notice, actually, is just the camera thing. It's like, for example, whenever Alec Islander Ludwig... What does he play? Like, uh, Kato? Uh, Kato, Kato, uh, Kato, Kato? Kato. Kato, yeah. Um, you know. He, he um, like, whenever he slashes a ge- across someone, the yeah, camera will kind of cats, cut like out. Whereas Francis Lawrence, when, like, Finnick, um, when he, like, just lobs a trident at someone, it just stays on the guy, like, falling back. But
1: in a way, I feel like this is what I sort of feel the like suggestion about the, gl- of the, violence. the suggestion of the violence is in a way scarier mm. and like yes. you feel like what would in that situation it's I so know, fast and
2: you're looking around you're looking around yeah, you're doing
1: yeah, yeah, that yeah. like you see like the movement but really what you're concentrated on is like getting your bag and running the fuck out of yeah, there like yeah, yeah. that's what you're thinking and I feel like in the first film he did that you got really the well. sense of the like panic. unsteadiness of like and the panic and all of these things whereas in the other one you're like yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: I think my favorite choice about the first Hunger Games was uh, the countdown. Right when the yeah. first, it was just ringing noises. No, no sound. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No sound. because it's sheer panic. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really like that because that's exactly how you yeah. would all. We we absolutely, would all, yeah. absolutely we were in. No, I think exactly. that
0: scene. That scene is maybe the best sequence in the entire. Saga it's the most movie. relatable I, as I, human. I think so. And I also to, to to say what actually you were saying about like how it just cuts. I actually think in many ways that's more effective mm. because sometimes. What you can't see is He's like scary. more scary. So, Can I ask you guys just for of fun? Course. Uh, not counting
2: Songbirds and Snakes, could you rank the four movies in your opinion? Dylan? Uh,
0: uh, one, two, I can't re- I mean,
1: yeah, I can't remember the difference between
0: two. Uh, uh, with the new one? No, not with, not not with, with the new one. Not one two, I, uh, three and four. Are like, I like, okay. I can't really, I've only seen them the one time.
1: Yeah,
2: same. Really? I would be Catching Fire. Oh, wow. Uh, what, Mocking part J, one? No, Catching Fire oh, is catching, the second oh, okay. one. Sorry. Mockingjay part two then the first one and then 1. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah 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 okay interesting All right and i'm 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 interested to see where you fit Songbirds and Snakes, we'll get into that in a sec. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is a prequel, of course, taking place 64 years before the first Hunger Games film. The film follows a young Coriolanus Snow before becoming the tyrannical president of Panem. With the 10th Hunger Games fast approaching, young Snow becomes alarmed, but sees a chance for change in fortunes when he is assigned to mentor Lucy Greybird from District 12. Songbirds and Snakes is told in three distinct chapters, part one, The Mentor, which is the lead up to the 10th Hunger Games, part two, The prize, which is the games themselves. And part three, the peacekeeper, which takes place after the games and focuses on the life of Snow when he is drafted as a peacekeeper, helping to restore law and order amongst the districts. So, Panwa... With going into Songbird, Songbirds and Snakes, did you carry your excitement, the excitement from the original films into this film? Or was it a film that since it's been such a long time since Mockingjay Part 2, you were like, yeah, sure, I'm going to- The thing gonna... is, is,
2: I wasn't that big a fan of the Hunger Games. Right. I, I liked them, but yeah. I don't like, I'm not like a diehard fan, even though I read the books. So for me, going into this movie, I went in for two reasons. Number one, I really rate Francis Lawrence as a director. Uh, and number two is, I there is, you know, something quite psychologically interesting where, you know, just as the audience love watching Hunger Games, you know, in the movies, they love seeing people hack and slash each other to bits. There is something cool. that's why we play Fortnite and PUBG. That's why Tarantino and and all of us love Kinju uh, Fukusaku's you know, Battle, battle Royale. Royale. There's something very very relatable about seeing you know young people go into battle to basically hack and slash each other to bits because you make it makes yourself think what would you do in, in that situation. situation yeah. So my point is I like Francis Lawrence. And number two is I I think there is kind of like it sounds sadistic, but it is weirdly entertaining to see how kids of our age or younger than us even would yeah handle something like that. because it will never happen to us so it's almost like a we're in a safe space you go kill each other just for my for my entertainment
0: and clara
1: um yeah i was really excited i did really i think i underplayed how much maybe i enjoyed the books and the first film um it was like i say a big part of my childhood but i definitely when i was like 10 or whatnot did the katniss plat for a while and like <laughs>
0: <laughs> why didn't you do it for this episode
1: yeah it's too long yeah. <laughs> and like you know i i it was and so i was really excited about seeing this film like i went with one of my friends and we'd watched all the other ones together and i don't know it's like bringing back childhood memories i was excited and it's good i i like i think young adult films and novels are interesting in sort of seeing the like temperature of like um how young people are feeling and what they respond to and i think that is interesting and the original home games i think for like the other sort of YA trashy things like Divergent had a more interesting idea behind it, like um, sort of the idea, the psychology around modern society and politics and like what it meant, like all these different things it was exploring. Um, right. Whereas like other things didn't do that as well. And I think it is just interesting. And I did respect those films.
0: I, I agree. With you. For, for me, I, th- this film wasn't really on the radar for me until it was. Mm. So my kind of expectations going into the film is that, I mean, I thought I'd enjoy it. And I thought it'd be solid. And I was somewhat excited to sort of get a fresh take on the world of Panem, I guess. And from just from the original films and the f- the first book, I always found the President Snow character to be sort of a fascinating one. But you know, one that I never really understood or mm. like really, like, I, I never really understood. He was always kept at arm's reach for me. Um, so when they, when, you know, when they announced that they were gonna do an origin story for him, I was like, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm down for that. And I thought in terms of my overranking of the films, I felt like because I enjoyed the first two was disappointed with the last two. This one would kind of slot somewhere Somewhere right in the the middle right that's what i was expecting and i just don't know i did not really love this film guys i'm going to be completely honest i know panel you have a completely different take on this i was pretty bored at times i thought some of the stuff was a little corny i was uh, i was confused not to not at the events taking place but more so sort of the intentions of the characters i just felt quite emotionally disconnected from them and you know, despite having to cover a lot of ground in entire novels, uh, so to speak, um, I thought the I just thought the film was too long. I, I thought the pacing was off. Yeah, I mean, I look having said that, I don't think the film is like straight up awful. There are things that I kind of enjoyed here and there, but I have a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Clara, I feel like you have you okay. share a similar yeah. kind of take on that. Is that
1: fair Yeah, to say? no, that's totally correct. Like I didn't really enjoy the film. I thought the characters were underdeveloped, the whole origin story didn't really make sense. Um, in terms of the games themselves, yeah, I wasn't that fascinated or interested. I guess, right? Um, I definitely thought, and I thought because I really liked the Snow character. Maybe it was just great acting um, from the from the last films that I was sort of excited that they were going to do something really interesting with that. I've always been kind of interested in the like mentor tribute dynamic yeah. in general. I think that's an interesting thing. Um,
0: Haymitch was a great, yeah. Character.
1: Haymitch as well yeah. was brilliant and. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting. So I was I thought the ideas behind this were all really good. I just didn't it for me it didn't carry off. Yeah. Well,
0: and Panama, I know. Well, going into this episode, I know you have a very different take to yep. myself and Clara. You said, well, you said in your review for the film, I'm going to quote you on this. Oh one yeah, here, yeah. For, go this for is it. this is my biggest movie surprise of the year. It does in one film what all four of its predecessors tried to do combined. In your opinion, this is the most complete battle royale style film since Fukusaku's original. Yes, take a look. Yeah,
2: away. I mean, I, I think my this is my actually my favorite one of all of the Hunger wow. Games movies. Um, I think for me it addressed and corrected every single issue I had with the first four. And for me, I can describe everything I like about the movie in one word and that is sincerity. Um, this movie in many ways is the complete opposite of the the first four in execution in tone and what it's trying to do and, and and the characters themselves. Um I to be honest was never the biggest fan of Katniss as a as a as a protagonist. I thought that Peter as a character is the male equivalent of <laughs> yes. how almost every woman dislikes the female love interest in a normal film. Yeah. He, 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 Peter has two purposes in, in the movie. Get saved by Katniss and be in love with Katniss. That is literally all he does in the movie. Mm. And so how refreshing it was to see uh, both Tom Blythe and, yeah. and Rachel Zegler give performances that I loved more than the original Well, you cast. see,
1: I think... Although Peter yeah. represented... So Peter and Gail, like, weren't full characters. Yep. They weren't full people. Yep. They represented Katniss's choice between this and that, love and safety yeah. or, yep. like, danger and home mm-hmm. and, like, this, that and the other. Where, for me, yeah, Rachel Zegler was just, again, uh, underdeveloped, just a character that represented Snow's choice of love and freedom. Mm. Like, that, for me... So, I guess maybe partly because, like, I'm a woman and you're a man, yeah. that that just didn't play for me, yep. whereas it does for Katniss. So
2: my issue with the Katniss character was that, you know, she was obviously a very introverted, kind of, like, a closed-off character. And I think, actually, you, you used the word, like, kept at arm's length. Yeah. Because of the Katniss character, but also because of the style of the filmmaking and the tone, my issue with the Hunger Games movies in general was that I always felt, as an audience member, I was kept at arm's length. And when you have a character both with Snow and with Lucy Gray, who are both so open and both so kind of like, Un, unsubtle and unnuanced, but I mean that in a good way. And and so sincere was my adjective. I, It made me enjoy the movie a lot more. And one of my issues again was that, uh, you know, her relationship with Gail or Peter was both very intense. She didn't even like Peter for half of the first movie, you know. And so w- all of the things that I didn't like, for example, the Hunger Games movie for me, which in general was they're very subtle. They uh, approached relationships, they approached pol- politics and everything in, in a very subtle and nuanced way. And maybe this is just me and my film watching journey. I've gotten quite bored of kind of subtle and nuance. I like. I just, if you're in love, just be in love. If you want to like, uh, you know, speak about how you feel, Rachel Zegler doesn't just speak about how she feels. She sings about how she feels. You know, it's like, we just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you said the movie felt a little bit kind of corny and cheesy and goofy. Right. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. So okay. what you didn't like was
0: what I liked. So this, this obviously comes down to personal preference. Yes, yes yes, 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 yes. I feel like what you're saying about like, sort of Katniss and Peter's mm. dynamic in the first Hunger Games film more, more subtle more nuanced they were kind of they were building yep. to something I feel like this film is the chemistry for me but I feel boom. like that's because this is I don't know I don't really know how the, the book because I haven't, I don't think I haven't any read the book but they have essentially got the entire relationship arc between Snow and Lucy yep. Graybird yep in this one film in this one yeah. story so they have to, to be. Rush it they exactly they have to wear their heart on their sleeve and yeah. exactly say how it is whereas whereas the hunger games uh, catching fire mocking Jade, you can see the arc of katniss and peters and, yeah. and even gales um the, the trajectory of that i feel like one of the issues i had with this film was like they're split into so to speak three distinct chapters you know the mentor the prize and the peacekeeper and apparently it's like structured in like in a similar style in the book but i just don't think it works as well in the film mm. because it felt to me like it was two parts and not three yeah. parts the first part and the second part were kind of this like mesh of j- it's just a blob of things yep. and, the, th- and this, the, the third part is, is a completely is different film is a completely different yeah. film you know yeah. um different time yep. uh, different location different stakes yep. So I feel like in this entire thing, I didn't really know what it was. It was just, it was two different things, yep. and yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of the structure. I right. think it was like almost like a cheap way to just say, "Here's the three act structure." Remember yep. where a film mm. kind of thing. Yeah, so
2: my, my response to what you were saying would actually be what well, the, the first thing I would actually say is um, just about the the protagonist, as quickly. Um, as I said, Katniss was very closed off here, and I think the filmmaking uh, uh, reflects that. Reflects that, yes. Thank you. Um, with the character of Lucy Gray and also Coriolanus Snow, they both felt more open. The best way to describe it is Lucy Gray felt like she actually wanted to be a character in the movie, whereas Katniss was sulking for the all four of them. And she was just like, oh, But uh, I feel like you know. Lucy
1: Gray wasn't a character. Like, okay, you, all here she here. did was sing and dance and smile right. and say sassy things to Snow. She was this, like, image right. of freedom and, like, love and, like, sex. Yeah. And... That was all she was. And I didn't understand why she liked him. Right. I, I didn't interesting understand. Interesting yeah, well. I didn't I didn't see their chemistry at all. She was just this symbol for him. That would have never lasted. Like, right. at no, least right, right, right. Katniss had, like, I'm not saying that Peter and Gail were fully fleshed out characters. Mm. I'm not going to say that. But at least she had meaningful moments with both right. those characters. Right, I see, I see, I see. At least they understood different parts of her. I That's think uh, I mean.
2: the Katniss-Snow relationship was more like a, you help me, I help you. Uh, no, the, Katniss, the Lucy uh, Gray, yeah. Snow was mm-hmm. like, you help me, I help you. And that kind of obviously blossomed into something later on. But, and I, I will say as well, as like, I, if, like, if, if you tell me that they're in love Like I, I bought the performances I thought they were very good I bought the chemistry Like I think the performances think are really that. good Like
0: Rachel yeah. Zegler I I mean she's obviously had a lot of controversy recently I think about, she's just magnetic I think she's I think great she's so good Yeah like uh, West Side Story t- yeah. uh, Terrific she's I think a she's singer. a great performer She's got a, a great voice yep. And um, the character She I mean she's definitely d- Like had sort of you can see that she's kind of been able to play around with that bit more she has a sudden twang and like she's able to do all these Mm. these different things musically but i I agree with you in the sense like i I just i didn't think that she was like a real character Mm. rachel zegler actually beautifully and quite interestingly put it that katniss is a survivor who needs uh, to become a performer whereas Lucy gray is a performer who needs to become a survivor katniss by the end of the story she's done she's done that she's made that with right. this with this film and this story specifically how Lucy Gray is in the Hunger Games aside from the few sort of accidental she did the one accidental kill and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and eventually she wins the games um, because Snow helps her yep. but that sort of transition from performer to survivor yeah. or being able to learn how to survive. I didn't really feel right. Yeah, that I didn't fulfilled feel... that much. So, I, I going off of, Sorry, please. Yeah.
1: I didn't feel development for her. Yeah. Definitely. She was sort of came in one tone. This performer, this like, again, being I would call it sassy, not like rebellious because I didn't feel rebellion from her. It didn't feel danger from her. She didn't. I didn't feel that struggle. I know that was technically a struggle, but I didn't feel
0: it. I was almost a little disappointed because her introduction in the film, she like... Put the snake in someone's back. She put back the snake in someone's back. So I thought, right, there's a real kind of like rebel here. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But then like she gets into the arena and then obviously anyone would be terrified yeah. in that situation. It's like, it makes sense, I guess. But I don't know. She was just kind of quivering the entire time and didn't really act. Mm. I want to talk about... The Hunger Games themselves. Sure, yeah, yeah. I was really kind of disappointed. I get the point of this film isn't really to do with The Hunger Games. It's more so this, this story for Snow. But The Hunger Games segment, this part two of it, yep. I just felt was so, so underwhelming. I feel like the kind of, the perspective we're looking at the, the events of this film yep. is, is an interesting perspective. To see it from... We're looking at people, look at people. Looking at people, look at people. Yep. And I think that is like, a yeah, like the perspective here is a double-edged sword. Like, it's interesting... But because you're looking at people, look at people, you never feel the life or death stakes mm. in the arena. Mm. Um, I have to, in order for me to care about someone in the arena, I have to go through another person yeah. to, to as well. Care about them through that person. Exactly. Care about right. them through the I person. See, I see, and I like see. what was, so it was like, it was set up as all, uh, you know, the, the students of the capital, they're going to be mentors. But but why do I care mm. if their tribute lives or dies? Why are they doing it? What do they lose? They don't lose like that much? Yeah. The Flint Th- they're prize. Not, Yeah. Exactly. Right. That was my
2: least favorite thing about the movie. <laughs> the
0: what pl- is a Flint <laughs> prize? Who is Flint? Who, who, who cares? The yeah. <laughs> um yeah why do i care about yeah. them i don't particularly like any of them so yep. who am I, who exactly am i rooting for right i never felt yeah the the life or death stakes i never felt the kill or be killed nature of the uh, games yeah. um nor did i care about any of the tributes themselves you know whenever any of them died it was very kind of like low impact for me right it was just see, like see, sort see, of just watching them yeah, drop was, like flies and uh, and yeah and i thought one of the most disappointing things about the games itself was 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 the arena itself i mm. thought it was so bland right and, like, just the way it was shot as well, I just wasn't a fan of. It was just essentially this one big room. And everyone was kind of just, like, sort of swinging for each other and right. nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understand this isn't about The Hunger Games. Mm. But, I don't know. I still could, there I those. still wish that there was, yeah. So like, I, I, it, I both agree and disagree. Okay. Um,
2: num- the reason I like the... I didn't mind it was, number one, because, like I said, it's... We're, we're, we're seeing, you know, when, by the time we get to the original... Movies, yeah. Everything is established. So Panem is established. The capital is established. You know, and so it feels cold. It keeps you at arm's length. Whereas with this one, you know, even with the way the characters dress, even the capital itself, it's everything is still figuring itself out. And so it almost feels more endearing. Like you're on you're on the journey of evolution with them. And therefore, when they do things in a more rudimentary, you know, normal way, and things is going wrong, I almost feel like, oh, okay, cool. Like I get to see how you were discovered. I think that's why it works well as a prequel. And with the arena themselves yeah of course it's boring you know and and i didn't mind it so much for two reasons number one is because we i can go watch catching fire whenever i want and that's an awesome arena and i certainly hope this is my thing is like I, I i don't know about you guys but, but they should totally do like prequel series where each episode is just one yeah uh, 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 so uh, cool. I, I think it, I, I think and, and just fun, make yeah. stuff up like give me like a snow map give me a desert map <laughs> you know like like you know whatever but 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 my thing is the reason i enjoyed the hung the, the actual games itself was yeah. when you have in the first movie and the second movie, the it's so advanced that you can just like, when in doubt, okay, tidal wave. When in doubt, dog gorilla things, you know. Whereas with this one, it forces the characters themselves and it forces actually the filmmakers and the writers to be a little bit more creative about the takedown. Interesting.
1: But you see, I feel like I don't have a problem with the mm. arena not being complicated. I just don't think the filmmakers... Capitalised. Capitalised on it. I don't Agreed. think the script capitalised on it. Like you said, I didn't care about any of the tributes. They didn't... They're probably... Like, if I think about the word interesting people with backstories and families and relationships and all this, did I find out anything about that? So
2: they were portrayed as cannon fodder? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, literally. That was all they were. Yeah, um,
1: And even, like, when she was going into, like, the tunnels and underground and whatnot, that was shot very, like here's a tunnel mm. she's sitting in the tunnel yeah, I'm yeah. like great thank you well and done and also the, actually, I, I agree with
2: you with this one where like all of the tributes were like the most stereotypical there's like the, the, the evil one yeah. yeah. who like betrays everyone and then there's one that I kept calling the, the air assassinator because she was just perched up on that thing like she was like Batman or Spider-Man in a video game and I was like press X to air assassinate and just jump <laughs> down and kill someone <laughs> I was like that is literally the, and then there's like the big guy who gets ill so he can't show yeah, his yeah. strength and stuff yeah. like that you know so you and then you have walking tuberculosis as well. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) like someone who's like you know but um you know obviously they did do certain things like poison and they did you know they try to be clever but if you watch the original battle royale movie it's so much more yeah you know yeah this is what i I wish it was more clever yeah
1: this is what i kind of hoped this film would do that in like battle royale you got a group of kids and put them in an arena and usually like my initial thought my initial problem with the hunger games was if you put a bunch of kids in the arena, why are they going to kill themselves? Like, or each other, sorry. And like, what was interesting about Battle Royale is you had this transition between why people were choosing to partake in the game. Yes. And like, people ended up killing themselves or people ended up actually partaking. And I kind of thought that this film might explore why this had become a tradition that everyone accepted.
2: Yes. I wish that by virtue of the battle arena itself being more simple, that they would then... uh, explore more the psychological nature yeah, of exactly. the hunger games which they did they did but not nearly as much they could have mm. but certainly in my opinion it's still more than like catching fire you know or i they, see yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, maybe
1: to be fair
0: so with the with the actual arena itself it is essentially this one big space this room and then you yeah. have the odd tunnel there and well, the air don't forget the air assassinator the, the, air, the air assassinator <laughs> my problem here was i have this like this is a general problem i have the entire i just wasn't a fan of like the Filmmaking, I guess. Wow, I I wasn't a fan because I f- they shot everything in wide. in wides. So this they is shot like, everything so like, in white If
2: someone sit like this, the entire screen
0: is yeah. just yeah. their arm.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I was yeah. like that shot we were speaking about in the car, <laughs> where they're like there's like tender moment between Lucy Gray and Snow, and they're like faces are this close yeah. and it's like emotional. And the, all, the, you the, and thumb, all you see and is And all you see is his thumb, thumb. like oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, I I thought that worked actually to the detriment of. In the games themselves, because when you where you we actually want to be is with the characters mm. and 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 in their kind of perspectives, I guess, and like you want to sort of sympathize for them, I guess, mm. but shoot, having doing making the choice to shoot everything in wides, especially in just in in a, in a basically a blank room, everyone's just got like swords or just utensils and whatever and they're swinging for each other. It what it actually does is it exposes. Kind of how stagey everything is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that could be interesting because the, at the end of the day, these are kids and they don't really know how to fight. Yeah. So they would be swinging like silly ways and whatever. But just everything was just this one sort of monotonous kind of like thing. thing. Yeah. And I was like, so, so underwhelmed. Just was not a fan of that. Yeah. 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 I just <laughs>
2: wanted to touch on the uh, the structure of the film. And I know you guys weren't big fans of the way it was structured and yep. reacts and everything. I said to Dylan this earlier, it literally follows the same structure as Casino Royale, which is. <laughs> (laughs) One of them, in my opinion, the most kind of unexpectedly wonderful film structures of all time, wherein you have the first act, which is really just about the the male protagonist. And he's kind of, uh, you know, figuring himself out and you see who he is and see how he solves problems and da. second act is the poker game, right? It's him meeting Vesper and them forming a relationship. And it's the poker game. And then the third act, you're like, hang on, the poker game's done he already got his nuts with. Like, this is it. Maz Mikkelsen is dead. Why is there still 20 minutes left, 30 minutes left? And then it really becomes kind of like this tragic love story. Yep. You know, this heartbreaking love story. And that's literally what Songbirds and Snakes is. It's Snow, and then it's The Hunger Games with, with Rachel Zegler, and then it's the end bit where like they break each other's hearts and they betray each other. And it worked in, in Casino Royale for me. And i am tell you, it worked again for me in Songbirds and Snakes.
0: Except for, I don't even, I don't think that that was intentional, though. I feel like... They kind like I said before. I feel like the chapters thing was almost like this lazy kind of just like oh here's chapter one, here's yep. chapter two. Remember, we're still a film. Remember, right. this is our attempt at sort of pacing. Them. Right, right, right. Whereas like Casino Royale is legitimately, legitimately yeah. a good film, and you're I, invested in the characters and the action and, and what's going on. If Casino Royale were to end where Mads Mikkelsen dies, yeah. you would ask the question, what the hell is going, what what happens with Bond investment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they answer that in the film. Yep. you know that is the film. So but.
2: I'll, I'll give you my last. Pos- major positive about the film sure. which I'm sure you guys disagree with but it's, um, <laughs> I think may- maybe it's a personal reason yeah. that I find the character of Lucy Gray more interesting than I found Katniss and I found the character of Snow more interesting than all of the male protagonists I think in, Snow is a more interesting character in, in the original games and maybe it's a personal thing because I think the You talked about how Lucy Gray was this kind of, she's not really a character, she's more of like this idea. Mm-hmm. She's so elusive, she's so mysterious, and da da da. And that's kind of why I like the character. I like that she was kind of like at a, not at arm's length, like she was a very open and extroverted person. And yet there was still so much her that you didn't understand. And 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 I think in a way, like, um, well, this is a weird personal thing, but I think the healthiest relationships are oh, the ones where, yeah, we, yeah, We've entered Hand into our monologue. <laughs> <our> monologue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think the healthiest relationships are the ones where the man and the woman, or, you know, the woman, the woman, man, whatever, where they accept that they will never truly understand and know everything about each other. Interesting. And therefore, I think with the character of Lucy Gray, it was like, you know, with Katniss, like, I knew who that character was within five minutes. You know, like she's just a very helpful, kind person, but she doesn't like people or whatever. Um, and then with Lucy Gray, I was like, I always wanted to find out more, but I always also made peace with not knowing. And then I think, and that was the same with Vespa. Vespa was always someone who kept people at arm's length. She was so charismatic and so kind of like cool, but also, and so vulnerable as well, but also someone who was like, you're never going to fully know me. Same with Bond and same with Snow. You know, these are people who are extremely logical, extremely objective. They they work in a certain way. They almost have, they definitely have a superiority complex and and they definitely have many, many kind of like masculinity kind of complexes and both positive and negative. And and I and I I don't want to say I relate to that because I sound like a bloody sociopath. But um, there is something that I think is very very interesting and magnetic about these kinds of characters. And when you put them together, which is like you know the mysterious girl who is 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 always at arm's length, and this guy who will find out everything and do everything. You put them together, I think that makes for um, a dynamic that I as an audience and as a person absolutely love. Um, and that's why I think is ultimately the core of why I love this movie more than most people. It's just it's that the, the 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 back and forth 50-50 between this kind of person and that kind of person.
0: I actually kind of agree with some of the things you said. You've actually kind of made me think a little about the character. I also think it also, I mean, like the way we're seeing Katniss, Katniss is the main character. Lucy Gray is kind of not really the main character. I would say but Snow she,
2: is the main character. Snow
0: is the main one, character, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So in a way, what you're saying is the fact that she is actually, we don't really know everything about yeah. her is seeing it is from part p- of the charm of the character but it's also seeing it from Snow's Somewhere perspective and yep. then it's supposed to fuel sort of his sort anxiety, of anxiety his and paranoia how he sort of eventually turns yep. evil yeah I want to um, ask about that actually speak. Mm. actually go on go on
1: no 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 it's fine I'll um, say the thing I was going to say earlier about sure. the whole like Snow going crazy thing no oh, wait I'll come back to this because I actually want to say something yeah, about sure. this <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry um, first podcast shut up cut this all out I don't care um no I was just gonna say about that whole like Lucy Grey thing Mm. I personally I find it more alienating having a character I'm not saying that she's not mysterious or whatnot I just don't that I don't have there's nothing relatable Mm. about her like what I what I'm thinking is why has she become like that what is she struggling against what is this what is that like and I'm not it's not a mystery to me because Mm. I just know she's been underdeveloped like it's not that I'm thinking in I'm not saying she's a bad performer it's just in how she's written there's nothing there that I'm seeing that I'm like oh but there's something there Mm. that's mysterious that I want to find out more about or that you're giving me inklings of Mm. it's purely that you are written in that way in that way to be that symbol for snow. Can
2: I ask you a question then? So I, I think that there are ultimately kind of weirdly two kinds of characters. There's Captain America and there's Iron Man. Iron Man is a character who starts, the, you know, the story one way, and by the end of the movie he ends it. You know, by the end of the story he ends a different way, like mm-hmm. like Snow. Yep. But I think that uh, Rachel Zegler is, is a Captain America character. So if you watch, you know, Chris Evans' Captain America, and the first Avenger, his first movie up until Endgame, he's the same guy. But you it's can be consistent. It's not about how he grows. It's you can about con- how he changes the people around him.
1: Sure, right? but you can be consistent and still be interesting. Ah, like. Yeah you can be a consistent character and still have something that drives you yeah, mm-hmm. or still have like a like yeah a narrative sure. in some way it doesn't mean you have to have some massive character arc and in fact it would be slightly weird if she did cuz it's snow's arc it's yeah. through snow's yeah, eyes yeah, that yeah, we're yeah. watching this it's just more that i don't yeah i i felt i felt alienated by her and i feel like she fits into this like pixie dream girl narrative that is so often Just played out in so many Mm -hmm. films that I'm tired of seeing, and I just felt like it was lazy.
0: I think my problem with um, Lucy Greybird, Rachel Zegler's character, is more so. I I needed I needed her to show me why Snow lost his mind, and in order for that to to happen, I needed to buy into their relationship, in their romance, and I just you just didn't. I just didn't. I didn't think that there was enough development in their relationship. They kind, they had sexual chemistry and they looked nice together and whatever. But aside from like just the, you know, they 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 were like, oh yeah, let's go shoot one scene in a lake and be like, yeah, yeah look, oh look, we're look good together, yeah, yeah. like, and then like. The, 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 in the next 10 minutes there, like he, turns. He, he basically turns. It just yeah. did not work for me. None yeah. of us oh. read the books, right? You guys no, 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 no.
2: Apparently, there's a big thing in the books. I, I watched an Ending explain video, which I never do, but I did <laughs> for this one. Um, they said something really interesting, um, which was because of the books, it's like from his inner monologue, right? So one of the reasons that he genuinely was thinking, okay, sh- do I kind of leave her and then go back and I dispose of the gun was apparently because obviously, like as we said, he has obviously a massive superiority complex. Yeah. And apparently in the books, he was basically saying, I could clear my name and I could go back. And I think that by virtue of me being back in the capital and working with them, every, the world would be a better place if I'm in a position of power because I genuinely think I can do actual things. And that's because of his superiority complex. But that, for me, is actually a very interesting and complex reason. But we never get that you, in the it's never it's, it's never, it's never. So really exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to talk about the ending because I feel like the ending just came off as so... Cheap in a way, I, like he turns, which in my opinion, yeah. he turned way and too quickly. What I was like, gonna
1: say before was, I feel like the that was the part where the wide angles really alienated me, right? And I felt very like, like student filmy sort of big forest guy wandering around. I agree. Not it should have been <laughs> yeah, I so about. Agree. It should have yeah. been about his internal monologue, yeah. and it wasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, it, exactly. And I feel like the I still don't get. I mean, obviously, he's he's got a lot of years to 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 become Donald Sutherland. Donald I Sutherland, still yeah. uh, the the way in which the film ends, he sort of like he uh, he poisons Peter Dinklage, but who, by the way, Peter Dinklage was was great. Was, was great in the film. Viola Davis, Davis was great in the great. film. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman was great in the film. Oh, he was so good. I the, loved him. <laughs> the char- I mean, the characters aren't like I mean, they're, they're kind of just there. There's Viola Davis is going like camp, and it's great and it's entertaining and and whatnot. Whenever any of those three were on, I was like, yeah, cool. I'm back in. Anyways, back to the ending. He kills Peter Dinklage, and he kind of just walks out into the, the the capital main square, and then the film kind of ends. And then you hear Donald, you Sutherland. hear Donald Sutherland's voice say, "Like, what's the, the it's famous the quote?" Like, we love it's it's most at her. It's it's a, exactly that, that quote, right? And I'm like, "Why did you do that?" It's like they, they were like, "Oh, did did you actually did you know this is a villain?" Like, for all those who didn't know that yeah, this is a yeah, President yeah. Snow origin story, there you go. Like, it, I don't I don't know, man. It just came off as really cheap, and then the credits hit, and I was just like. Right. I said, okay. Yeah, I I just, I, I don't know. For me I
2: was, I was just, I said to this you guys it's like because it's so Casino Royale. Five, five. He may as well have just like <laughs> gone up to Viola Davis and be like M, the bitch is dead. You know what I mean? It's like it's so he literally has a conversation with his M which is Viola Davis. You know, not Judy Dench, you know, and stuff like that. And then he kills Peter Dinklage and then he shoots Mr. White at the end. It's literally like Bond, James <laughs> Bond. It's like literally the same ending. Um and that's why I kind of liked it because I like I love Casino Royale. I know it didn't work for you guys as well, but for me yeah, it works. Fair enough. I have a oh, question yeah. though. Go on. The um <laughs> So one of my favorite performances in the film was one of my least favorite characters, which is Rachel Zeckler's real-life boyfriend. Oh, Sejanus. Sejanus he yeah. is the biggest doof in history <laughs> I fucking hated that character not he like, was just I, so I loved the performance because he really made me buy into the fact that this guy is just the biggest idiot yeah. Nepo baby of all time right Um. but I just I was laughing at him the whole time he's like I want to make a difference watch me make a difference but he did not know how to play the game right and he was just being a complete buffoon and with right. every move and so when he died he was like mom mom I was like <laughs>
0: it's so painful of you to just be in the cinema just laughing at that one character yeah. all of this other
2: shit is going to shit and yeah, I I just thought he was what did you guys think of that
0: character I I don't know I mean like
1: I thought he was one of the more interesting characters actually I think talking about The Hunger Games being a sort of like the first one being a YA sort of novel and Mm. film but also being a bit of a political satire about sort of how we view current events and how our very sort of we have to like view all these things going on the moment from russell brown to israel palestine as this kind of like sensationalized like on our phones these battles that aren't really real for us but are for so many people i think is a sort of this sort of what it's talking about yeah um and i feel like in this one this was the only character that i really felt that idea of we're all here thinking we can make a difference and actually we're just idiots 100%
2: 100% agree. And I think that's quite interesting. Sejanus' character is literally the Hunger Games equivalent of that one guy who, like, films himself at, like, rallies and protests and then just goes home and does nothing and, yeah. like, puts hashtags. Mm-hmm. That's Sejanus. And that's why I loved when he eventually got died. I was like, you insincere.
1: I mean, to be fair, he did try. He, did try. No. he, did, try. <laughs> he did try.
2: And then, and then his friend... Does. Stupidly snaked him out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. um, That's why he's a snake not a songbird. A, yeah.
0: Ooh. Very perceptive. <laughs> uh, in the spirit of just lightheartedness, yep. um we are going to be reacting to some letterbox responses to The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. You guys can say whether or not you kind of agree yep. with the people I'm going to talk about or, uh, or or not. So first up, uh, we have Gracky. Just straight up says, "Caught myself getting upset when the bad guy I know is bad turns out to be bad." I mean, but is he a bad guy? It,
1: Yes, what?
2: You
1: know what Like, is he? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> you
2: know? He um, poisons a couple of people, but like, you know, he, he wants what's best for everyone. You
0: know? Yeah.
1: And keeps control. the Hunger Games going. Yeah. He just wants control. And, yeah. and people every, hungry.
0: every villain is the hero of their, of their own, own story. story. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Emily Kay has said this film is a masterpiece, actually, and has said, me, when the situation ship who broke my heart and left me in the woods introduces me to a plant, and then 64 years later, a girl named after the same plant starts an uprising against my government accurate what did you think of that little Katniss cat, cat, moment you know that what, so you know what?
2: It, the, someone like was like
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> in that cinema
2: someone literally goes oh I was like oh, yeah well done mate you did something there didn't you uh,
0: <laughs> and then and, like James Newton uh, Howard James Newton Howard like played her little <laughs> light motif <laughs> yeah. um, next up we have Tyler uh, who's rated the film four stars and has said Yassified Eminem enters his reputation era. Yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I don't, what, what does Yassified mean? I ask know? yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, young Sailor has said if I if I hear that girl sing one more song, that's, that's it. That's I it. can't
1: lie. I think Rachel Zegler has a beautiful voice. But she sings too much? I think she's brilliant. Are In this, you? Sorry. In this <laughs> film, I was a little bit like, oh my God.
2: To be fair, I will say this one thing is that there was like a when in doubt, sink, sink. Yeah. Like the filmmakers, like, we don't know how to transition to the movie. Yeah. Sink, sink, sink.
1: sink. sink. You know, like,
2: there was so many like, that's I like, like the, the tape on, like, the water. Like, you know, yeah, like, when yeah, yeah. in doubt, just slap like his voice on it. You know? Yeah.
0: Casey, who's given the film three stars, says, Why did Slim Shady do that? Standard Eminem. He doesn't Eminem. look that much like Eminem. He doesn't. He doesn't. He he's <laughs> just blonde and he, he has just a
2: blonde cut. and bold. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Margs has given this five stars and says, Teenagers in their 20s, we are so back.
2: Okay. Yeah, do you want to go marks. into an arena, Mark? Great, like, great, I'll I'll, I'll I'll be the game maker. I'll set some like gorilla dogs on you if you want. No, no, no. no like, right. She's
0: like, saying how they're they pl- they're using like twenty year old actors to yeah. play children.
2: Like, they oh! Do all the
0: oh, oh, why do oh, you yeah. have to go like, into mugs like that? No, so no, because no, <laughs> I
2: thought Marx was like saying like you know, no, 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 something no, no, no. else. Sorry,
0: sorry, but
1: it's so true as well.
0: Yeah, it's like the euphoria problem. Yeah,
2: I forget the euphoria. Sex education. All of these.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, Luke has given the film three and a half stars and says, "When your girl dumps you, so you become a fascist."
2: facts <laughs> heartbreak heartbreak turns into a lot of things you know heartbreak can turn you into 007 heartbreak can also turn exactly you into, into like a dictator Who knows?
0: corey uh, has given the film four stars and says let's all take a moment to appreciate the casting for lucy gray because rachel zegler you a star
2: yeah i think she is i think if you take out all of like the you know the outside like you know she needs to get a pr person short like you know we all say dumb things i mean um, but like it's entire know, yeah, the entire <laughs> podcast yeah but like as an actual performer I think she she's is like she's not she is like a movie star in my opinion yeah. she's yeah. like someone from like she reminds me of like you know this is very high praise but like you know the old school like Audrey Hepburn Grace Kelly like even really saying like you know those Hitchcock people like she would fit into like an Alfred Hitchcock movie yeah. or a Billy Wilder movie she's an old school movie star yeah. I think
0: I think she's great mm. don't get me wrong however I do think there is a little bit so, something about her that is very theatre she, she plays it big of course yeah. she plays yeah she plays no but she's like very very theatre as yeah. if that would be something I'd see in a sort of a maybe it's just to do with the fact that I've only seen her in West Side Story in where, she games, sings, where she sings where she in sings. both of them yeah. and is this kind of yeah like, but she's, she's good in before.
2: Shazam have you seen Shazam yeah, 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 she's nah. good in that one she, she's, nah, she's, she's really good, good. I think, she's she's good. Good. I think she's but maybe
1: actor. also partly it's because I haven't really see her play roles that are super different from each other she's like the love interest I think in West Side Story I love you know Maria and I think that's a fleshed out character but um, maybe it's because yeah I haven't seen her play anything that isn't that kind of woman I'll
2: say this like, I would love to direct her in a movie I think she'd I would want to work with her in a movie I think she'd be a Rachel
0: movie. if you're watching yes Rachel,
2: <laughs> um, I'm not bad
0: um, yeah, not that bad Regal gives the film five stars and says the soundtrack will haunt my dreams sure is it sure cool sure well yeah. done. <laughs> so the,
2: the biggest song she sings is the one that Katniss sang
0: like, yeah. eight years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Hanging Tree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they play that like three times. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> right.
1: the first time they did, I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then afterwards, I was like, yeah, exactly. okay,
0: again. again? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like what you said, <laughs> when in doubt, just play music. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last one we have here is from Casey who okay. who's given the film two stars and said, oh, no. if I had a nickel for every time Peter Dinklage played a tortured addict who had a nemesis named Snow, I'd have two nickels. <laughs> Dude, who's
2: the Snow? Johnson, Don't stop, but he's not a nemesis. He's not nemesis. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. And I think we'll, on that note, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Thank you guys for joining me on this discussion of The Hunger Games' yeah, Ballad of Songbirds and Snow. I think
2: we need to stop it there because I think we're all quite uh, hungry. Ha
0: ha ha. <laughs> you just ruined my entire ending <laughs> monologue thank you guys so much for coming and talking i'm not going to say the entire film titles name again thing again uh thank you for joining me in this episode thank you guys for watching listening let us know what you thought about the film whether you enjoyed it whether you didn't enjoy it and i will catch you very soon in the next episode of the popcorn podcast cheers